Business for Business Value podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Mastery Partners, where our mission is to equip business owners to maximize business value so they can transition their business on their terms. Our mission was born from the lessons we've learned from over 100 business transactions, which fuels our desire to share our experiences and wisdom so you can succeed. Now, here's your host, CEO of Mastery Partners, Tom Bronson. Hi, this is Tom Bronson, and welcome to Maximize Business Value, a podcast for business owners who are passionate about building long-term sustainable value in your business. In this episode, we're going to walk through the timeline and anatomy of a business sale to insiders. Other types of business transitions, uh, for example, a sale to outsiders, would differ from this. And we actually did a podcast on that a couple of weeks ago. So this podcast is specific about transitions to insiders. A few weeks ago, I did that podcast on the steps to successfully sell a business. And after several requests from our listeners who don't want to sell their business, but rather transition them inside to insiders, uh, today I wanted to focus on the steps for internal transitions. Like selling a business, transitioning to insiders typically takes some time, more time than most business owners realize. While internal transitions cut out many of the steps needed to transition a business to a third-party buyer, there are still things that need to be done to successfully transition the business. There are seven major steps to a successful internal buyer exit strategy. They are define the exit strategy, the date, and the valuation. Number two, achieve buy-in from all parties. Third, prepare the buyer. Fourth, secure funding. Fifth, due diligence. Yes, due diligence even to an internal buyer. Uh, Six, closing. And of course, seven, post-acquisition integration. So let's run through each one of these and discuss the details and timeline. First, define the exit strategy. I would do this at least two to five years before the intended result. So you've decided that you wanna sell your business internally to family, managers, or employees. Now the steps for planning an ESOP, an employee stock ownership plan, where the business is sold to the employees are slightly different than the sale to a family or managers. So we'll cover that in a future podcast. So don't. Uh, so we won't really cover the steps to an ESOP today. So if that's what you're interested in, either call me or uh, look forward to a future podcast. Uh, but like a business sale to a third party, internal transitions take more time than most business owners think. When owners ask me how long in advance they should start planning for an internal transition, I tell them uh, it's simple, as soon as possible, uh, and at least two years before the planned transition, ideally much longer than that. Now, surprisingly, the success rate for internal transitions is not much better than the success rate for external transitions. For external transitions, as you already know, and as I've said over and over and over again, the success rate is 17%. Yes, 17%, that means 83% of attempted external transactions never actually reach the finish line. Now, for internal transitions to managers or family, the success rate grows to a whopping 30%, which means that 70% of internal transitions fail to reach the finish line. 
And the number one reason for those businesses that achieve success is, of course, advanced planning. Everyone now, advanced planning. The first step is defining the exit, setting the timeline and determining the valuation. Now, it's important to note that in most cases, not all, but in most cases, the valuation of an internal transition is slightly less than a, or sometimes significantly less than a sale to a third party. The reason for this is that typically business owners want to reward family or managers for their years of service and loyalty and therefore are willing to offer the business at an advantage purchase price. Now, therefore, internal transitions are best suited for owners who are more concerned about rewarding the buyers than they are concerned about the valuation. But just like an external sale, unfortunately, most business owners don't know what their business is really worth or how businesses are in their industry are valued. So a great starting point would be to get a valuation on the business. Now, I don't recommend, just like in external transitions, I don't recommend getting a certified valuation, which is something that can be used in a dispute or in a court of law. Rather, I strongly urge all business owners to get a valuation that would tell them what the business would be worth if they transitioned it now. And I use, of course, the word transition and exit uh, interchangeably. If they exited the business now, they want to know what it's worth. You can get one of these for free right on our website, aren't we generous? Uh, or you can engage with us in the first step of our four-step process, the Transition Readiness Assessment or TRA. In the TRA, we complete a 360-degree assessment of your business, uh, identify things to work on, and provide a complete opinion of enterprise value so you'll know exactly what the business is worth. Either way you go, once the business owner has the valuation, they should clearly articulate the ideal desired outcome and timeline for the internal transition, which includes the date, type of sale, and the buyer or buyers, uh, as the case may be. Once you've done all that, then it's time to move to step two, which is achieving buy-in. And I would do this at least two years prior to the anticipated date. Now that you've got the defined ideal desired outcome and know who the prospective buyers are, it's time to share the plan with them. Of course, you might also include them in the prior step, but personally, I think it's ideal to get uh, to get it really straight in your own mind first and then share it with your team. Make sure to stay flexible because they may also have some thoughts about how to achieve the desired result and you wanna stay open to their input. So there's always a risk of getting hurt feelings during this step in the process. The buyers may think that you want too much for the business or they may not want to own the business at all. Remember, not everyone is cut out to be a business owner. Some very good employees may not have a desire to take on all the headaches of business ownership. You, no one knows better than you the headaches of business ownership. And some people are just not cut out of that cloth. But it's way better to find that out early than discover it at the end when you're close to pulling the trigger. So have those conversations early. 
So let me give you a story about this. I once talked to a business owner who was in his late 70s and was very excited that he was planning to leave his business to his children, assuming that they would buy the business from the estate and run the business and take care of his spouse for the rest of her life. Uh, and by the way, the kids had been working in the business for many years, uh, and it looked like at the outset, an ideal situation. They're insiders, they're family, they want to uh, buy in, or they, the, the plan was to sell them the business. Unfortunately, in this case, the children had no desire to own the business and planned to sell it as soon as the founder was gone. Now, that's a terrible situation because in most cases, the business would almost certainly begin to decline as soon as the founder is gone. And ultimately then the exit value for the family would be less than what they could have achieved if the business were sold while the founder was still there. Now, that's why it's important to talk about these things and gain agreement from the prospective buyers. If there had been open communication in this family, they would have understood that perhaps we should explore a different uh, exit strategy rather than the children buying it. So don't run the risk of getting hurt feelings here. Be honest and open and, and be willing to accept whatever it is. Now, most baby boomers, I'm a baby boomer myself. Most baby boomers say, I don't even want my kids to be in this business. Uh, and a lot, of, a lot of kids are saying, I don't want to be in mom and dad's business. So, so if you know that already at the outset, that's fine. But you also may find that your internal management, maybe they don't want to buy the business. So, so it's important to have those conversations and get buy-in from all from all parties. Now it's time for the next step, which is preparing the buyer. And I would do that at least 12 to 18 months before the target date. So you not only you've decided, defined the outcome and you have buy-in from all the parties, now it's time to prepare the buyer for their future role as business owner. So at this point, it would be a great idea to get a third-party assessment to develop a strategy to get the future owner or owners ready. That starts by understanding the skill set needed to assume the owner's role, comparing that to the current skill set of the future owners and determining a strategy to kind of fill that void or fill that gap. There's almost always a gap in the skills and therefore Careful planning needs to be done in order to fill that gap once the current owner transitions the business to the new owner. Now, this can be accomplished by training or hire others to fill the void. Also, the current owner should get busy documenting everything that resides in his or her head. You know, the things that you're the only one who knows how to do or knows what to do and how to do it so the new owner won't skip a beat when they take over as the owner of the business. By the way, it's always a good idea to do this anyway, just in case something happens to you. By going through the sometimes painful exercise of documenting everything, you can reduce owner dependency and increase business value, something that is very near and dear to my heart, as you already know. So this step, by the way, takes time. Don't rush it, but also don't delay it. 
agree to the strategy at the beginning, and then work through it on a regular basis, at least monthly, so the future owner will be ready when the time comes. Too many times, business owners delay this step, preferring to kick the can down the street until it's either too late or the future owner gets tired of waiting and moves on. Don't let that happen to you. Make a plan, stick to it, and do it relentlessly. So once you've done all that, it's time to secure funding. And I would do that genuinely as early as possible because there may be some surprising twists and turns there. So now comes the tricky part, securing financing. So at the outset, realize that in most cases, the new owner will not be as, shall we say, financially healed as the current owner, meaning that they probably don't have enough reserves to buy the company outright, and they'll need financing to do it. There are three primary paths to doing that. The first, which is the easiest, but also probably the least desirable path, would be for the current owner to finance the transaction after taking some sort of down payment from the buyer. Now I call this least desirable because in some cases more than I care to go into, the buyer defaults and after some period or defaults after some period of time and the seller winds up taking the business back or worse, there's nothing to take back at this point and therefore the business has no longer got any value to it. So uh, be careful of that one, um, and uh, but be prepared for it because that may wind up being the only viable option. The second path would be to secure bank financing or maybe SBA financing on the deal. If the business has operated for many years, the bank may be willing to take a chance on the new buyer because of the long history, but don't automatically expect that to happen. Remember, the bank relationship is probably with the seller. And if they don't know the buyer, although they've been a long-term employee, they may not willing be willing to take a chance on the buyer. Now, if that's the case, SBA financing may be the best option. And for that, I suggest you go back and listen to one of the two recent podcasts we did on securing funding with guests Joshua Kim and uh, Bill King. They are two excellent podcasts and help you position to get the funding you need. But by the way, if your bank is willing to finance it, they may also require you to sign a guarantee for the note. So don't be surprised if they ask. I'd push back as hard as I can, but don't be surprised if they ask. You heard it here first. The third path is securing equity or financing from a third party. Although I've used this method in some of my businesses, in fact, many of my businesses, many times investors prefer to have control in the business, which could be a deal killer for the buyer. When securing financing, explore all of the appropriate options or the appropriate avenues and choose the path that best fits your specific needs. So you're onto that. You've got the financing. Uh, you've got a willing buyer, family member, whatever you've done. It's time to move on to due diligence. Now, typically in an internal transition, the due diligence is not as rigorous as external as in an external transition. 
but it's still important to allow the buyer to inspect everything before closing. By the way, if the financing is provided by the bank or investors, expect them to take a moderate to rigorous due diligence stance, depending on the size of the deal. By the way, also, you'll still need to have some of the formal documents in place at the beginning of this transition, uh, like a letter of intent or a memorandum of understanding. And ultimately, you'll have to agree on final purchase agreements. So don't forget that piece. Sometimes that's, many times that's done during the due diligence piece and not in advance or kind of right at the end of due diligence. So now that you have that final purchase agreement in place, it's final. It's time for the sixth step, which is the closing, closing of the deal. Just like in external transitions, this is going to be a very emotional day for the seller. Be ready for it. Make the closing day the best day of your life. And you can do that by preparing for it in advance. We can help you get there. Then finally, Post-closing integration uh, that can be short-term or could be open-ended. Now, this is probably the most critical part, especially if you're financing the transition. Many business owners who sell to internal buyers remain with the business for some period of time, if not long-term. This can give you a smooth transition to retirement or moving on to the next thing that you want to do, but it also ensures that the business will be able to make its financial obligations to service the debt. Regardless, it's important to remember to let the new owner be the owner and be willing to take a back seat, which may be uncomfortable at first. I get it but learn to settle into your new role of being the trusted business advisor, the coach, and the cheerleader to help the buyer transition to their new role as owner. So there you have it. Seven steps to a successful internal business transition. Again, if you're looking for information on the 10 steps to a successful external sale, then check out the podcast two episodes before this one. Uh, I really need to start numbering them, don't you think? So that uh, so I could tell you that would be podcast episode 61. I know that, but we don't number them on the website and I should start doing that. Sorry for that. Uh, if you're planning to sell the business to a family or employees, start today. Call me for a free consultation and get started on our four-step process or join our mastery class today. We'll have a new class starting in, uh, in the fall and you should think about starting that class. The sooner you get started, the smoother the transition will be. This is the Maximize Business Value Podcast where we give practical advice to business owners on how to build long-term sustainable value in your business. Tune in each week and follow us wherever you found this podcast and be sure to comment. We love your comments and we respond to all of them. And by the way, if you have topics that you want us to explore, let me know. Shoot me an email, tom at masterypartners.com uh, or text me. My number's right on the website. Let me know what you'd like to hear about and I would be happy to cover a topic in a future podcast. So until next time, I'm Tom Bronson reminding you to follow all seven steps to creating a great and satisfying 
internal exit experience while you maximize business value. into the Maximize Business Value podcast with Tom Bronson. This podcast is brought to you by Mastery Partners, where our mission is to equip business owners to maximize business value so they can transition on their terms. Learn more on how to build long-term sustainable business value and get free value-building tools by visiting our website, www.masterypartners.com. That's master with a Y, masterypartners.com. Check it out. Any changes on that?